Hey, what up Long Beach and a happy Thanksgiving week to you and yours. We are bringing you another episode of the LB Fee Show, the only podcast talking everything Long Beach State Athletics with Athletics Director Andy Fee. I am JJ Fiddler from the 562.org. We bring you this show every other week and he's Andy Fee. He's the namesake. He's the AD. He's the big boss man. Andy, how are you today? I'm doing great. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. You're, uh, you're in Florida right now, right, with men's basketball? I am. We're here in uh, Naples, Florida, uh, where allegedly it's a cold cold day today. I think it's in the 60s here. So it, uh, it, uh, But I tell you what, the other day it was a little humid. And uh, so it, uh, it's a little, little, little – we're getting weather all over the map here. As long as there's no hurricanes, though, I'll, I'll be happy. That, that, that's what they say. If you don't like the weather in Florida, just wait five minutes. So it'll, it'll come back around. Don't worry about it. Uh, we will be joined by a newly minted champion in the men's water polo team. They won the Golden Coast Conference Tournament over the weekend, and they have now advanced to the NCAA Tournament for the second time in three years. Uh, just a great weekend for them out at UC Irvine. Um, it's just awesome to see them playing well, and we're going to have two guys on the pod today. It's going to be head coach Gavin Arroyo and sophomore attacker Rafael Real Vergara going to join us and talk a little bit about that. But Andy, you got to be absolutely thrilled that a team is winning championships now that these teams like men's water polo have been able to come back and have full seasons. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. And, you know, for me, even maybe a little more exciting as, uh, as you know, very well, I, I serve as the chair of the NCAA men's water polo championship committee. So, uh, you know, selection Sunday, the other night and uh, always fun when, when your team is in it, you don't have to sweat it. It's more just where, where are you going to be seated? And uh, just really proud of our coaches and athletes who have done a tremendous job this year. Very, very special year undefeated in GCC play. And, and then obviously winning the, the tournament as well is uh, that is not easy to do. There are very good programs in our conference. I'm sure we'll talk to Gavin Arroyo about it. Uh, goalie Andre Basanitz just had an incredible tournament, a 7.33 percentage. That means for every 10 shots, he blocked over seven of them on average and made eight saves in the championship game. Definitely mention him. We talked to Rafa a little bit about why he came to the beach. So that's just, that's just incredible news for them. But Andy, I got to ask you, and I'm going to ask Gavin as well. Uh, this is what you guys envisioned when you moved from the MPSF, a conference full of Pac-12 teams, and moved to this, this GCC, the Golden Coast Conference, where, like on Sunday, you're playing a team like uh, Pacific as opposed to playing a team like Stanford or UCLA or USC. How, do you remember the conversations you had with Gavin and how you guys ended up actually moving an entire program to a brand new conference? Yeah, and uh, I always tell people there's so many similarities between men's water polo and men's volleyball. Both were in the MPSF, and clearly um, that was just a, a stacked league with, with those Pac-12 schools and then uh, the Big West schools. And men's volleyball moved out. Um, they faced the same challenges of having to get through kind of murderer's row there, and now that's paid off for the Big West in men's volleyball. We've seen the last three national champions, Hawaii last year, and then the two previous years, the beach. And then on the men's water polo side, I think you're seeing it now, the GCC 
um, RPI wise actually is the number one overall uh, league in the country um, with the MPSF just behind it. But it really does create a more reasonable path to the NCAA postseason. Um, certainly you've got to beat some really good teams. They're all top 10 teams for the most part in the GCC, but you don't have to beat Stanford, then beat UCLA and then beat USC, uh, to, to get out of the MPSF. So, um, I think this is exactly what we envisioned was that we would have a reasonable path year in and year out to get there. Again, it's not as though the GCC is easy by any stretch of the imagination, but, MPSF, that was just a brutal haul to get through. So I think uh, Gavin and, and I know the other coaches in the GCC um, are very pleased with how it's worked out. Yeah, so why not move everybody to a new conference? Let's just, let's just, let's just start a new conference for every sport, Andy. What's, what's wrong with that? You know, I mean, you do what you got to do, right? I mean... <laughs> No, love the Big West. Love the Big West. Don't 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 get it wrong. Um, so, like I said, you were in uh, you were in Florida right now with the men's basketball team. Uh, it did not go the way they wanted it to go on Monday night with a uh, with a loss to Missouri State. But you said the team's got a a little bounce in its step today, Andy. What have you seen out there on a trip that is you know brand new? I mean, it's been literally years since this men's basketball team has gotten on a plane and flown as far as they did this week. Yeah, it's it's a it's a long trip here. You know, we flew from LAX to Charlotte, and then Charlotte down to Fort Myers, and then Fort Myers bust uh, about forty five minutes south to to Naples. Uh, so a long trip, but um, you know, yesterday we faced a really good team. Missouri State is very good, very sound. Uh, Prem, their big man. You know that guy. I don't know if he'll get drafted, but I can definitely see that guy playing in NBA. He's got a great touch can go left or right he's just a beast down low and you know we got into some foul trouble and just had a tough time limiting him um, so credit to Missouri State but this morning you know that's a younger team but a little bounce in their step uh, we did a little walk through at the hotel they have a, a ballroom with a, a court kind of uh, taped down on the carpet that uh, the teams are using and there was good energy and, and bouncing the step. We'll see. I'm, I'm actually over here at the arena right now. And uh, we've got the, the early game going right now with Wright State and James Madison. But uh, this is a very good tournament. Uh, I think most, if not all the teams in the last five years have been to the NCAA tournament. So this is a kind of a weird way of saying this, a high mid-major tournament and a good test of, uh, you know, of where we are and where we want to be. And, you know, you're, you're going to learn things from these preseason tournaments. You're going to learn what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. So, um, you know, today we get another exam and, and we'll see uh, if we've made the adjustments. I think there's going to be a, a change in the lineup today. But, um, you know, I'm excited to see what, what, what the team can do. I think it's a good matchup for us. On the other end of the spectrum, basketball-wise, uh, the women's basketball team is playing incredibly well. Not surprisingly, it's being uh, keyed by some incredibly good defense played by girls like Jasmine Hardy, Justina King, Maddie Uti, Kiana uh, Hamilton-Fisher. They're also averaging double digits this last week when they beat Seattle and Santa Clara. That Santa Clara team was good, Andy. They, they, they were no pushover, and uh, that Long Beach State team 
is playing that that red defense so well right now. It's not it's not a shock. Like I said, it's not a shock they're playing well. Yeah, Santa Clara, Bill Carr, who's their head coach. I actually know Bill from my days at the University of San Diego when he coached on the men's side. And he is a great coach, a great teacher. And, uh, you know, they came in undefeated and, and went away with a loss. Um, but I think you have to be really excited about um, this team, the women's program, the way they play defense, the way they get after it. Um, you know, I said to somebody, if you haven't come out to the pyramid to watch them, you're really missing out on something because, um, it's pretty special. I, I think I may have shared it on this, on this show, maybe not, but, uh, we played the university of San Diego in a close scrimmage at the beginning of the year. And, uh, their AD texted me, but the AD there texted me and he said, man, you guys play defense. I, I love to watch your team play. And it's exciting. A lot of people sometimes, you know, they want to see scoring, which, you know, I guess is maybe a, an American thing. We like scores. We like high scores. Um, but it's exciting to watch good defense, especially in a pressure. I mean, we, 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 we put pressure on the ball. Uh, we're going to turn you over and that's going to lead to transition scoring. So I'm really excited about where, where coach Cameron has uh, the team right now, four and oh headed off to, to UVA Virginia for the tournament there, uh, later this week. Um, that'll be a good test of, of where we are, but um, I, I'm really excited to see how this team evolves as we head into conference play at the end of, uh, at the end of December. Yeah, the men's ball, men's basketball team in Naples and the women's basketball team in Charlottesville. I got to say Charlottesville in the fall, the great, great spot to be. Those girls are going to come back with some pretty awesome Instagram pictures, I think. Um, yeah. So those tournaments are uh, great for those teams. And also I needed to mention really happy for, uh, the women's volleyball squad. They have had an up and down year to say the least, and they extended their winning streak to four with victories over UC San Diego and UC Irvine last week. They were going to finish up the regular season on the road this week. But Andy, you just got to be happy for those girls to be able to get something uh, positive to remember from this season. Yeah. And that, that's what, um, you know, I, I was hoping for as this, this season comes towards, towards the end, towards the close was, to finish, um, you know, on a high note, as high a note as possible. And I think what you've seen is uh, the energy is up. Um, you know, I think the team has come together, bonded well, and it's really fun to watch. Um, it, it, you know, I'm sure there's some teams right now that are glad they don't have to face us again, probably Hawaii and, you know, going, man, luckily, luckily we, we played them earlier because right now, this team is playing really well. And, uh, you know, Sabrina's done a very good job of, of getting them organized and Nick McRae and Mike Campbell. And, you know, it's been, it's been fantastic, uh, Andrew Pham. So a lot of credit, tip of the cap to, uh, to our athletes and coaches, very proud of, uh, of how they've rebounded. Very exciting to watch. The Olympic sports at Long Beach State are doing well. Shocker. Stop the presses. <laughs> we've, ne we've never heard that one before. Uh, we're going to be joined by the men's water polo team in just a second, uh, but wanted to mention that you can go to the 562.org right now and anytime to find Long Beach State Athletics coverage. We get a notebook out there. Obviously, we post this show and any breaking news for Long Beach State you can find at the 562.org. 
We now welcome on our special guests for the week, newly minted GCC champions. It is men's water polo head coach, Gavin Arroyo, and sophomore attacker, Rafael Real Vergara. Rafa, Gavin, first of all, congratulations, guys. Way to go. Thanks, JJ. Thank, Thank you. you. It must have been real nice to get back into the pool, have a season, obviously, right? But Gavin, let's start with this. It was a work in progress throughout the season. When you and I talked for our season preview at the 562.org, you were like, I don't know, we're going to get these incredibly talented guys back. Or we're going to have to figure out how to put them in the lineup. How did you do it? How did you have this team playing their best water polo right now at the end of the season? Um, <laughs> that's... Uh... Well, yeah, uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think, you know, circumstances that are beyond your control, uh, you, you just try to do the best with what you can. And as far as like, you know, personnel, Alika coming in uh, a little bit later, you know, he had some injury and um, eligibility, whatever, we got that squared away. And then um, even our Egyptian guy coming in late, um, he got in like three weeks ago. I mean, it's almost just like kind of just keep adding, you know, stuff to the, the soup, but, you know, but I think we, you know, we, we built it like a soup uh you know with some good stock to begin with and and uh and uh, just slowly let it uh take place where you know I, I always felt it was a race against time for us um but uh you know obviously it clicked right at the right at the right time you know santa barbara and, and uop those those teams uh our conference in general san jose state i mean they've done some great things this season you know pepperdine beating cal and and, and you know uop and santa barbara showing some great performances and we just, it could, it could have gone so many different ways, you know? Um, so we were cautiously optimistic, but, uh, you know, like sport, you know, you never know. So. Did it take some, uh, you know, personal sacrifice from the individuals in order to make this team? You know, a lot of these guys have been the best water polo player on their team for their entire lives. You know what I mean? So did it take some, uh, some sacrifice from these guys to make sure that the chemistry was right so that you could do what you guys are doing right now? I mean, I don't think it was more. I mean, I think we have some guys that did a great job helping, you know, the newer players get assimilated, even if, you know, they're taking your playing time and or, you know, the freshmen, a lot of freshmen, uh, you know, who are used to being the go to guy. And, you know, I've had some talks with them and, you know, and then their parents, too. Like this is this is the D1 program that we're trying to fight for a national championship and you, you have to learn how to play a part. And, uh, and and be satisfied and happy with doing the the nuances instead of okay I had six goals or I had this you know those those the normal stats that people usually focus on um, and bringing value to those nuances I think are are really important I think it really helps the mindset of, of the players um, to perform. So. Rafa, what, what do you think about this season? How how were you able to you know assimilate yourself into the team as as what I've just said to Gavin? You know, kind of on the run. You guys were kind of making making it happen on the fly. Uh, I think it was it wasn't hard to adapt. Uh, I think everyone on the team like they they know exactly the role. And uh, different from last season, I think that this season things are happening naturally during the game. So the chemistry is great in the water. Like uh, everyone is fighting for the same goal. So. I don't think it was hard to adapt. It was actually pretty, pretty easy. Like took few games. I believe like until the MPSF, we were still struggling a lot. But after that, the the team started to like play so well. 
Yeah, you guys played incredibly this weekend. Talk to me a little bit about that Pacific game. You guys have played some great games against that Tigers team. How was the game on Sunday, the championship? Uh, well, we were like really expecting uh, a really, really hard game. You know, it's a final. So I think uh, every final, both teams have 50-50%. And, uh, but we were so focused. We were like, I think we, were, we had our mind in the right place. Uh, we, we knew that the, the best way to win is playing defense. And I think, like, once we start the game, like, we start feeling it on defense, feeling it in defense, and the offense was happening. Like, every, every stop we got in defense, and the offense, offense was going, like, with the flow of the game. Every, like, few minutes we could score a goal and not rush. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, we were the, the best team in the season, like, in our conference. And... Uh, we played like we, we played like that. Who really impressed you individually over the weekend? One of your give me one of your teammates who you really thought played incredibly well. Oh, our goalie, Andre. He's like, he locked the cage. <laughs> he said no, and the ball's not getting in, you know. Uh, and I think he was like the MVP. I mean, he got the MVP, but yeah, he definitely deserved it. He he literally like we 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 were playing defense, but when we did a mistake, he was there to save us. And uh, that really helped. Well, what does that feel like in the pool in an, uh, in an intense moment like that in a, in a finals game where your goalie is just playing incredibly well? Does it give you confidence while you're playing? Yeah, a lot. Because at, at, the, at the end of the day, like, you feel that if you make a mistake, he's got your back. You know, so you, you, you can play more confidence on defense. You can take risks. And he knows that if, you're, if you do a mistake, he's going to get my back and I'm fine, you know. Gavin, you guys joined the GCC just a few years ago, and uh, and Rafa mentioned the MPSF tournament, so you still do play th th those teams, but now your conference games are against different teams like a Pacific. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is the second time in three seasons you guys win the GCC and again to the NCAA tournament. When you moved conferences, is this like exactly what you wanted <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that was the main motivation, you know, several reasons to, to create a conference. Um, I mean, but the biggest one is the, the AQ, um, uh, the automatic qualifier. Um, and you see that if you if you look in the past, it was it was, you know, back east teams um, who had their own conference with, you know, basically the Pac-12s. And we were kind of left out of that process because we had to dogfight it through the MPSF. We basically had to beat three Pac-12 teams in three days and that that system in the MPSF was just not really exactly ideal for us to, to, um, to get there. So, you know, you, you, you hear the system's rigged, the system's rigged. Well, the, the system was pretty rigged against us. Um, uh, but now, you know, you can see the gaps closing from um, the teams in the GCC with the Pac-12s. So, I remember times earlier in my career, you know, we'd lose by 10, 15 goals to a, to a Pac-12. And, and you know that that gap has been has been closed not just by us but you know by the other GCC schools too. So I think it's been real positive for our sport and uh, it makes it more exciting. You know, what, why do you think the GCC teams have been able to be a little bit more competitive with those Pac-12 squads? Um, I don't know. I think I think just like kind of like the back east and the Ivies and and those schools. I think the kids are, are realizing. Uh, you know, the high school kids are realizing that. There's a lot of good education opportunities um, at these schools that offer water polo. Um, you know, the, the Princeton's, the Harvard's, and then those schools too are, their levels increased greatly from the, in the past 10 years. So uh, 
I think maybe just youth's getting smarter. <laughs> you don't hear a lot of old people say that, but uh, but maybe they are they're starting to realize that, that you know, if I, 50 guys go and you don't play, like kids want to play, you know. Absolutely. Rafa, you had a lot of choice as to what you wanted to do with your water polo career. Do you remember the first time Long Beach State kind of came on your radar? And why did you choose to come to the beach? Uh, so I, I know Brazilians that they came here before me. So I already like got a great impression of the school. Like they, they, they told me so many great things about the school, about Gavin. And uh, also like throughout my career in the national team, Gavin was in the national team too. So I know like it's a, it's a high level coach, a coach that understands like water polo, not only in the US, but a water polo in the other places. And uh, I mean, I think it's a great place to live, Long Beach, you know, it's a nice city, close to Los Angeles and uh, the school is great. The team's good, you know, came up to that. It was just a perfect fit. Gavin, do you remember seeing Rafa for the first time? Yes. <laughs> yes, he was 16, and I think he came to the train with Shore um, in the summer, and uh, they were getting ready for JOs, and then we were coming in to do our summer training, and he was, I think he was better than anybody on our college team at that time, so, <laughs> <laughs> so who the heck is that kid? <laughs> so, yeah, that was, from a coaching standpoint, it was love at first sight, you know, so. Well, Gavin, you've had a heck of a year. From the uh, from the Olympic trip to this to this championship, it's a it's a it's pretty cool stretch of a few months for you. Uh, how are you holding up? Has it been emotional? Oh yeah, I mean the roller coaster's been going here. Um, but you know, yesterday or uh, you know Sunday was incredible. Um, you know, just getting to do what I love to do is is a great thing. And you know, God bless my family for for putting up with with my schedule and. You know, we're looking hopefully here at a little bit of a downtime after season. So that'll be that'll be good. So but, uh, but it's been a great ride. Yeah, not not quite yet, though. Right. Going no. to you going to UCLA, uh, going to take on UC Davis. Do you know much about this Aggie squad? Give us a little bit of a preview. You know, we played them once at the MPSF uh, tournament, um, you know, and I think in tournament play is not a really good indication of of where teams are, or what they can do, and then you know, in a one-game type of scenario, it's a lot different. You know, four games in three days versus one game one day. Um, they've they've really wreaked some havoc across the league. Uh, they've beaten UOP. They've put up some some good some good results. Played Pac-12s closing. They lost to Cal by one. Um, so it's 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 going to be a competitive game for sure. Um, they got a, a, a big Israeli center. Uh, they got a Spanish guy. They move really well. They're really well coached. They're disciplined. Um, so we're, we're definitely, you know, preparing as seriously as we can for, for that, that game. So. Rafa, can you feel the difference in Gavin's uh, practices and in training when you're in the regular season and when now when you're in the postseason? like, does the intensity of the practice pick up? He wants yeah. to go longer. He wants to go longer. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big difference now. Like we got into go mode, you know. Like the big at the end of the day, like this, during the season, it's all preparation for these last two weeks, three weeks we have in the season. So, like now, now we're just like getting the t details done. It's uh, it's more about getting the mind in the right place than getting like physical trainings and and I think it's been working out. Yeah. Coach, like I said, you guys have made this NCAA tournament two out of the last three seasons. Compare this squad 
to the squad in 2018? Are, are they similar? Are they different? How, how did they match up? Um, I think I think we have what, maybe two or three guys from that squad still. Garrett and, and Theo and nice. Matt. Yeah. Um, so a completely different team. Um, that that team, I think in 2018, I think if I had to, you know, they're there, they were they were kind of just nose to the kind of a, a blue collar type of mentality and, and got the most out of um, you know, you know, Marwan our goalie was I think five nine, five ten, who he played out of his head. And um I think this team is more talented uh, for sure. Um and like you said, there's kind of been a work in progress. And I think the, the talent is finally starting to mesh with, you know, that, uh, that, that same mindset. So, you know, I bet there's no better or worse. There's, it's just different. And I think this, this group ceiling is a lot higher or could be a lot higher, especially in the fact that we don't have any seniors except for Felipe. So that to, to be able to be where we're at right now with a group of uh, underclassmen is, is pretty impressive. So. So like I said, December 2nd, going to UCLA to take on UC Davis. What's the key to victory, Coach? What do you guys got to do to, to advance? Uh, we got to keep our head and compete. Um, as cliche as that sounds, I'm, um, I think sometimes, you know, we try to be as perfect as we can. And, and sometimes you don't have to be, I keep telling you, you don't, you don't have to be perfect. We just have to be less imperfect than, than, than or more imperfect than them, right? <laughs> So just control, control your emotions and control the mistakes and, uh, and be in a good place, like Rafa was saying. Yeah, Rafa, you guys feeling good? How's the team feeling going into this uh, next tournament? Uh, I think we're feeling pretty confident. Uh, like, we, I, I think we just got to keep doing what, what we have been doing. Uh, like, everything, everyone is, like, really excited. Everyone believes that we can, we can like, uh, make it to the title. And uh, so... We're just looking forward to this first game against UC Davis to play our best and like go to the next phase and uh, one step at a time and see what happens. They're hanging banners at the Ken Aquatics, uh, Ken Lingwood Aquatic Center. And uh, thank you for joining us live from the pool deck, guys. You're working hard out there. I can tell. It's awesome. Congratulations <laughs> again on the conference championship and go give them hell at UCLA. Thanks again to Gavin and Rafa for coming on the show. Andy, you got to be pleased with the way that these teams on campus have been able to integrate international talent. And I know we've talked on this show about that before, but that's just another example. Like Rafa's awesome, man. That guy's just always got a smile on his face and he's an incredible water polo player. Yeah. uh, And we recruit, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of internationals. And I think they're very comfortable here in Long Beach. It's a very diverse city, um, cosmopolitan. It's got a lot going on. And I think they feel very comfortable here at Long Beach State. And we certainly are excited to have them. And we're going to continue to recruit, um, you know, the globe. Uh, We live in a global society. And uh, as you said, Rafa is a stud. And uh, man, that guy is unbelievable. So we usually do now for something completely different at the end of the show. This is a little different, but it's obvious. It's Thanksgiving week, right? One of the best holidays we have because it's just about family and food, two of the best things we have as human beings. So Andy, I got to ask you, do you have any Thanksgiving traditions or little things that you might do a little bit differently? Like I'm all about the garlic mashed potatoes. I'm an Irish boy, so I love potatoes in any form, but garlic mashed on Thanksgiving are my favorite. And we also do 
the turkey in a bag. I don't know if anybody else does that. We cook our turkey yeah. in a bag and we put uh, bacon on top of it and fill it with like apples and onions and all this stuff. So that's kind of a weird tradition. Do you have any different Thanksgiving traditions? Not, not anything. Uh, we're, we're, we are very traditional in uh, how we kind of do our, our Thanksgiving. But, you know, for me, I, and I think I've shared this before, I absolutely love stuffing. I mean, uh, you just give me like a bowl or a plate of stuffing and gravy. I would probably be like, yep, that's good. I don't even need turkey. Um, so I am looking, looking forward to, uh, and I tell myself, like, I don't know, I should have stuffing more often. Like, why am I only waiting till Thanksgiving? I mean, I love that. I mean, I don't know why I'm depriving myself of, of stuffing, but maybe that's why it's uh, so good and so special. But, you know, for me, for us, it's, uh, you know, the turkey, the stuffing, all the fixings, um, you know, football on TV and just kind of hanging out in the living room, just spending time together as, as, as a family and friends. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that again this year. Are you the type of guy who eats a little bit during the day to like stretch your stomach out and prepare yourself for the, for the huge meal? Cause I know some people who are like, no, I'm fasting and it works for them to each their own. Yeah. I, I, you know, cause usually, you know, at least, you know, we eat a little bit later in the day and that's a long time for me to go. I, I like to eat little, little meals throughout the day and snacks. So I, I can't go, I, I could not go all day not eating uh, prior to that. You know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get in and get your, your body prepared. I mean, that this is, you know, full bore, you know, versus that Turkey. So um, you know, I, I, again, I am looking forward to it. And, uh, I, I say it a lot. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Well, it should be because you're also a runner. So you've probably done some Turkey trots here and there, right? Oh yeah. Just a few. Um, you know, I, I didn't sign up this year for the one here, uh, in town, but, uh, I, I love to do that. It's always fun to see, you know, all kinds of, uh, friends and family out there here in long beach. And, uh, I'll do my own Turkey trot. It just won't be the official t-shirt that I'm, that I'm wearing, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the other thing you got, you're going to, if you're going to eat, like I like to eat on Thanksgiving, you're going to have to put in a few miles to, uh, to get that stuffing off the, off the old ribs. Well, Beach Nation, make sure you uh, wave to Andy on Thursday as he's running off the Thanksgiving meal. Andy, thank you so much for having us. Colin, thank you for taking over the producer duties today. Andy, travel safe, man. Get home safe. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours and to everybody out there listening. We will talk to you in December. Take care.